0: Crush your menopause sugar cravings just in time for summer with all natural Bossa Bars Menopause Energy Bars. They're delicious keto and intermittent fasting friendly bars created to help women manage weight loss and energy during the challenging stages of the pause. Try them at bossabars.com. That's B O S S A Bars.com and save 10% with code HOTCUL10.
1: Welcome back to Hot Flashes and Cool Topics podcast, the voice for women in midlife and beyond. At Hot Flashes and Cool Topics, we talk about anything and everything to do with midlife. My name is Colleen.
0: My name is Bridget.
1: And today we are talking to Jen Marple. Jen is a business coach. She is what she likes to call a champion for midlife women. She's a motivational speaker. And the topic today that we are going to talk about is standing in your own power in midlife and supporting other women and lifting them up. Because I think a lot of women in our demographic find it challenging not only to be seen and heard, but supported as well. So Jen's going to talk about how we can support each other. How we can create a community, and most of all, how you can stand in your power without feeling like it's a selfish thing to do. So it's an interesting conversation, right, Bridget?
0: Oh, it is. And you know, she she really came to this because she had had like a, a crisis, like a, a mental crisis which I think is important for people to know, too, that that can happen to anybody and that you can climb out of it and that you can come out on the other side even stronger. So I think that was a great example. So I think it's really important for us to know that. I know, you know, when you say stand in your power and women really need to do that, we always talk a lot about how We are giving so much to other people, and I have run into that lately. I know you and I both have been really busy and getting things done, and then we have people that we love, that we want to help out, that we want to tend to, and I just felt like for the past like two weeks, I have been running, running, running. It's a really important message to hear from Jen today that it's not selfish to want to stand in your own power and take time for yourself.
1: And sometimes standing in that power is simply saying no just no. Yes, You don't have to explain yourself. I mean, obviously what you have was a different situation, but you can say no to people simply because you don't want to do something. You don't have to give them a 15 minute dissertation on why you can't attend an event or why you can't go to lunch. Simply prioritizing your self-care and your mental health is enough of a reason to say no. Bridget and I have been super busy, as Bridget alluded to, traveling and going to WisePaws event a couple weekends ago where we did some, had some great interviews, and we are going to be sharing those with you in the coming weeks. But we are going to start to give you some information on an event we are hosting. We are hosting an event in New York City along with Care Beauty. It's called The Marvelous Mrs. Menopause. The event is going to be amazing. It's like I said, in New York City, it's going to be in October, October 19th, which is a Wednesday night. We will have a lot more information on the guests that are attending. We have two speaker panels, which are going to be so much fun to host those panels. Plus, we're going to have cocktails and conversation. And what are we going to be talking about? Well, of course, we're going to be talking about menopause, midlife, but also culture and how the culture sees us and how the narrative needs to change for midlife and beyond. So kind of take note of that. Go up to your calendar. Put a little star on October 19th for the event, especially if you're in New York City. We would love to have you guys there and meet you in person. We will have more information on that in a little bit. And if you sign up for our emails, you'll get more information as well. Just go to our website, com, and a pop-up will appear. Put your email in there, and you will be sure to get our next We usually send them out weekly newsletters. So with that, we are going to have a conversation with Jen Marples about community connection and standing in our own power. Welcome back to Hot Flashes and Cool Topics. Today, we are having a conversation with Jen Marples. And as I mentioned, she has the Jen Marples Show, which is a podcast. She's also a motivational speaker. And I thought, Bridget and I were talking about it, we thought a really great conversation is about the topic of women supporting women because you speak a lot about that and you actually give some great tips and tools for women to be supportive. And Bridget and I often say on the show, We are the demographic that really seems the most supportive, but we were not taught to be that way. We were not taught that women should be supporting women. It was, okay, there's only a finite amount of attention. You have to fight for it. So welcome to the show, Jen. Thanks. I'm just thrilled to be here. Thank you for having me. You talk a lot about women supporting women and empowering women. What is your kind of take on women in midlife and our relationships
2: with each other? I think I think I want to be positive I really I think for the most part we're getting it and especially women who are working and juggling a million different things I think we get that you know, no one got here alone right We've all had help no one gets anywhere alone and that can be even with parenting with and it takes a village to do everything but I do see because and this is this is probably just all generations we have been taught. And I think you know we're hopefully the younger generations. It's going to get better, but that's a whole other topic for another time. And I really want to speak to young women too to kind of you know cut the uh, the head of the snake off, as it were, um, when the when the girls are younger. But what I'm seeing for as many women who are supportive. There are a lot that aren't, and I feel that it comes from it comes from fear because there's a lot that gets stirred up at midlife. You know, there's a lot of transition. Marriages can change, relationships change, kids. I mean, and everyone's got every number of you know different kinds of kids, kids at home, kids with special needs, kids are off at college. I mean, because a lot of women can get to midlife without having had any self-reflection, right? It's just college and we graduate and it's jobs and working and the ladder and marriage and kids and da-da-da-da-da and no one ever stops to think, am I happy? Am I healthy? Is this what I want? Or giving, 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 serving, serving, serving. So, sort of the number one thing you can do to help support other women is first help and support yourself, right? So, just get the help that you need and become healthy, happy, and whole. It takes a village, you know. I had a whole breakdown; that's a whole other podcast episode. But I naturopaths, therapists, regular doctors, yoga retreats—I mean, it does take a lot. So that would be my my first piece of advice: is to heal thyself because you can't really serve from overflow. So, if you are, you know, wanting to be a supportive person, but you don't—you are not going to have a lot to give if you're already sort of at the end of your rope. So, fix you first, and we get to do that. We get to be happy. We get to put ourselves first and put that air mask on and take care of ourselves. Yeah, and you were in public relations for over 25
0: years, and you had your own public relations firm as well. You just went through a big change for that. Kind of had a, ma- a breakdown with that. What do you think? helped you? You said you did share some of the things that helped you kind of come out of that. And I think that happens to so many women. Right. I think that so many women go through this moment, this transition moment, and and it can be really just, well, so life-changing and it can just really pull you and just rip your emotions apart. What are some things you would help a woman that is just really in the uh, a woman that is really in those throes of just feeling that they don't know where to turn?
2: I know it's tough, and I will say, admittedly, you know, when you're in it, and especially if your kids are younger, because when I was sort of having a big breakdown, the <laughs> big breakdown that was heard around the world, there wasn't sort of any time in perspective, but also there weren't podcasts. There wasn't a lot of information. There was zero information. There's zero information for a lot of these life changes. Um, but what I want to tell women is, don't wait till you're literally bursting into flames, unable to get out of bed before you kind of cry uncle and say, gosh, I need some help. So it really starts with having some self-awareness and just checking in. Like check in if you're listening, check in right now. Like how is my life? Am am, am I living Monday through Friday and I'm kind of crashing and burning over the five o'clock finish line on Friday and like craving that Chardonnay because your life, you just can't take your life. Why can't you take your life? We have to start asking ourselves why. And it's really hard. I'm not saying it's easy. It's really hard because a lot of us just kind of go through like, it's going to be okay. It's fine. Or I should be happy and thankful for what I have because I have a beautiful home and that's not it. It's It might not be about the house. You might want to start a nonprofit and you're just not allowing yourself the opportunity to do it. So whatever it is, it's really starting with some self-awareness and checking in. And the number one thing to check in that I tell women is you've got to quiet yourself. You can't keep going on the hamster wheel, having a filled calendar, because a lot of us put a ton of stuff in our calendar, and then we can't think. And some of that, if we really peel back the layers, we're filling our calendars up so we don't have to think. So there's a lot we can take off. So start by looking at what's there and getting rid of the stuff that doesn't bring you joy like just full stop there's stuff you have to do i'm not talking about that stuff but even evaluate the stuff you have to do do you really have to do it like there's a friend of mine who kind of horrible divorce keeps thinking the ex is going to do something she so she's pretty much single momming it but she put all these her kids in all these activities and she's single momming it so she's bursting into flames the best thing she can do is probably take her kids out of everything Get a therapist, do things for herself because she's gonna be happier because the kids aren't gonna remember all the baseball and this, that, and the other. They're gonna remember that mom was like crying herself to sleep at night. So I we don't I don't want anybody to be in that spot. And ladies, I know it's hard. I've been there. I've been the one that was at a dinner party where the husband told my husband, like, your wife is a total downer. Like, I don't want her in her house again, which I thought that was really rude. Like maybe. And then of course, my husband, did. He, he's, he's so honest. Did he really have to tell me? Right. That was in the midst of my breakdown. I'm like, thank you. Because of Thanks, course that honey. caused great anxiety. And I might may or may not have really cried myself to sleep that night. But that was when I was in my down phase of everybody else was first. I was dead last. And that's when I was running my firm, so clients and very stressful work and three young children—all this—it's like, okay, Uncle, no one wants to be the, the uninvited, you know, dinner party guest, <laughs> but we don't want to be bursting into flames. So it starts with that self awareness, taking time for yourself, really quieting the mind. So it's going on a little walk, you know, moving the body is important. Like when we're stagnant, everything's stagnant. So you can you can have a one-two punch go out for a 10 to 15 walk or 15 minute walk every day by yourself. No podcast, no noise, no nothing, no person. Just You could take your dog because they can't talk back. But just start to see what bubbles up. And it can be a little scary because then you're like, oh crap, I don't like this. Or I really want to change that. Roll with it. Then the next thing, get a journal, start writing it all out. And the journal's not going to judge you. No one's going to read it. Like, dear diary, Like stick a little walk on it. No one's going to read your thoughts. My husband's been in my journal. I mean, come on. Been with him 25 years. Let's go. Of course he's in their journal. He's a very supportive guy, but whatever. It's life, right? It's life. So just start vomiting things on paper and see what happens. And then see what's, what starts to bubble up. And then the next part of that is start adding things back into your life that bring you joy. So, we get really disconnected about what's fun. Like, do you want to go to a yoga retreat? Do you want to go see your favorite band in concert? Do you want to take salsa dancing lessons? Do you want to go see, you know, hear a favorite author speak? Just start adding things in because it's all information. Take a class. Colleen, I know you're a Pilates instructor and I actually took yoga teacher training because that was my next natural thing. I swung the pendulum from corporate crazy PR crisis communications to, I think I'm going to work at Starbucks because I can't do anything anymore to, all right, let's go. Because yoga is my first love. I just love it. It saved me more times I can imagine. I took yoga teacher training. I'm not a yoga teacher. I tried it for two minutes. Okay. Information. I'm going to keep yoga in it on its pedestal of my saving grace and self, if you will, for like living day to day. So I didn't, but it's information. Is there anything wasted in yoga teacher training? Absolutely not. I love yoga philosophy. It actually informs me getting out there and speaking with people and working with clients one-on-one. It's information. And then I took coaching training. And so yeah, I'm coaching, I'm speaking, I'm doing all these things, but I never would have gotten to where I am now Without quieting down, listening to myself. I already told you guys I got help at the very beginning. Some of you might just need to get a therapist. I've had one for 20 something years, been through fertility crisis, stuff I had to unpack with my dad. She's there, of course, during the pandemic. Okay. She was on speed dial. Like I was, you know, working with some PR clients. Then it's like, okay, I can't, I can't, couldn't handle anything during the pandemic. There's no shame. And then start talking to people about it. So find a great group. So if you're finding, you're looking around your circle and friendships have changed or kids are getting older and you're not as close to the friends you were, maybe when the kids were younger, or maybe you had old colleagues that you're not close to, you've moved away. And I know that's a really, um, it's a big topic with women at midlife because I have a client who lost half of her friends through divorce she just lost half of her community and like her family. It's, it's very heartbreaking. So I'm working with her to like figure out, where do you find your new people? Because we've got half this life left to live. And that is the beauty of life, is having this wonderful, supportive community of women around you. So... If you're in business, it can be networking groups, trying a new yoga studio or a Pilates studio and finding a new crew there. Because almost every studio, especially with exercise, there's always retreats. There's always something that they're doing to bring communities together and just expose yourself to new people. And you wake up one day and you've got this really supportive circle. And then um, really just stop giving a crap. Just stop giving a crap what anybody thinks. We have to start living this part of life from our heart and soul, not our ego. You both can understand coming from you know, the working world, especially you, Colleen, and the, the legal profession, I had a lot of ego tied up in what I used to do, a lot. And it took a lot of deconstruction because then when I was starting to make decisions based on my business now, I was thinking, oh, that was my ego talking. That is not my heart and soul talking. It's going into the, oh, maybe I am caring what people think. Do I need to offer something more in the business exact realm? I mean I do it all, but it's like that was the ego saying like what are they going to think? Am I going And I was going to say this too. When it comes to, you know, ego and heart and soul, when you're doing things, you cannot care what people think. Because, and I will say that it's hard. So I want to just always underscore that none of this is easy, but it can be done. And if I can do it, you can do it. So coming from owning a business, making great money, having very well-known Fortune 500 clients to all of a sudden going out and saying to people, I'm taking yoga teacher training, I it wasn't okay with me for a while. Like I'm going to be brutally honest and say that was a really hard thing for me when I was charging, charging, charging for 20 plus years, 25 years, it just felt very like, oh, what is she doing? And here's the deal. You get over it because you're like, I'm going towards my heart and soul. I don't know where it's going to lead. You've got to go with your heart and soul and let that lead you, your intuition, not your ego. And it's a daily practice. And if you say, gosh, I want to do this, go, is my heart talking? It's my ego talking. Because then you're in the ego is the people pleasing. What does everybody think? And all that crap. You've got to get rid of it. And when you start going towards what you love, follow those little breadcrumbs and don't give a crap what anybody thinks. And I know that's easier said than done, but just do it. It's going to set you free. And all of a sudden, the world opens up. You show up differently. And now you're actually stepping into your true, authentic self. And that's what we all need now more than ever, because I think in midlife, we couldn't have done this in our 20s and our 30s, but we get to do this now because we've already lived four to five to six decades. So we cannot live for other people. Let's stop doing things that are meant to impress people. Let's impress ourselves with how happy we are and filled with joy in what we're doing. If you have, say, a nine to five that you're not super excited about, just flip your perspective on that and go all right, I've got that right now. It's serving purpose. It's either putting food on the table, it's paying bills, it's doing whatever it's doing. And then just start something gently on the side and start doing these exploratory things on the side and don't put pressure on anything. I have to figure it out and let nature sort of take its course because a lot of women do that at this, at this phase. Maybe you're still a lawyer and you want to do something different. You're not going to just go quit the law practice today and start something tomorrow. And that puts way too much pressure on your passions and your dreams in this exploratory phase. And my final piece, I know I have been going on, Is have fun, have Mm -hmm. fun. I just want everyone to have fun. I actually had someone negatively say to me once that, "Oh, well, you always know how to have fun." Like, like that's a bad thing. What about the power of the word
1: "no"? As we get older, can you talk a little bit about that?
2: Oh, Colleen, this is my favorite word, (laughs) and it's so funny. I'll have actually women text me who have like been to my events or. Done retreats or done anything because this is, oh, this is my, like, the second most important thing is saying no. And I love that you said before, it's a full sentence. Ladies, when you're turning things down, we don't need five paragraphs of like (laughs) you're reorganizing your house, you're packing to go on a trip, you're doing this, you just got back from a work trip. 20 paragraph texts of why you can't go to dinner. We have to be done with that. There are zero men that give that explanation. They're like, no, I can't go. No one questions it, so we've got to start that, but the beauty of the power of saying no is that by saying no to what doesn't fill you up and bring you joy or bring you towards a goal, if it's a business goal, a fitness goal, whatever goal you have, you are saying yes to yourself. Because then you have more opportunity, more ske- or more time on your schedule to add those things in that we're talking about of, is it the gardening class? Is it, am I trying to find romance and love? Well, then I'm going to start like joining a, a walking group or a hiking group or whatever it is. So I always tell everybody, it's like, look at your calendar for the week. Guaranteed there's something on there, probably many things that if you look at it, you're like, oh, if you have that visceral reaction to something on your calendar, get rid of it. And the second part of that is, get really strong in knowing what you want and don't want so you don't even say yes to it in the first place, so you don't have to worry about saying no and hurting somebody's, thinking you're going to hurt somebody's feelings. I mean, I've done it. I've pulled out of trips before in the past where I was like, I I didn't want to do it when I said yes. So why did I say yes? And then I ended up kind of always knew I was going to say no, and then it turned into a thing. So just say no, and there's no maybe. When you're RSVPing for something, there's no freaking maybe. (laughs) You're in or you're out. So just put it through that. There's no maybe. What's the maybe, right? No maybe. But it's really key because women will say yes. We will people please. We will go out there and do the thing and say yes to the events or the volunteer, whatever it is. I know there are things you have to keep on your calendar, but even if there's too many... I just had this conversation with somebody who's like, all my meetings at work are worthless because we're all in that same, that old mentality of everything needs to be an hour meeting. There's a whole new train of thought that meetings can be 10 to 15 minutes. Anything else is follow-up, emails, whatever. So everything can kind of be negotiated. But by saying no, you're saying yes to you because we don't have time. There's not a lot of time. And I think midlife is this great inflection point. You're really seeing who you're spending your time with. And I know I'm very intentional and I'm building a business and I want to go out there and do all that I'm doing. If I can't do all that by saying yes to everything... And so when I do want to see some friends, I kind of batch them together. Like there's a one group I'm in; I love them. We've been friends for 20 years. But I can't meet you for coffee. I can't meet you for lunch. I can't meet you for this. When we do the group big get together, and it's the 10 women for the drinks or the lunch or whatever, count me in for that because then I can see everyone and visit. And yeah, you know, I've got three teens. I, my husband has his own business. There's a lot going on. And then you know, I, my parents are in good health, but I know. Everybody, it's running the gamut at this midlife phase. There are women, I'm 52, I've got friends older than me with younger kids, and then there are kids, or friends rather, with like you, kids are already out the door. And then there's um, one woman who's living at home for two months, back with her husband and family for two months because her mom's got Alzheimer's. I mean, it's just this mixed bag, right, at midlife. So if you don't start saying no, you're not going to ever be saying yes to yourself, and that's one of the most powerful things you can do. It, it, it's so amazing. You said so many
0: things in there that I'm like, yes. I'm just sitting here shaking my head. And you said something earlier too about you know women that are trying out to find new things. If they find a hobby and they start a little bit on the side, because it puts so much pressure if you put everything into that basket that you're trying to make that hobby into your job and I really I thought yes that is it and I've met women who have done that that said hey I just started to do this because I liked it and then it just slowly turned into something big and what could you say to a woman that wants to do this that maybe would be having pushback from her spouse or pushback from people in her family
2: if you don't have supportive people and that can be your partner or just your family It's a little bit more difficult, but in the sense of the people that are outside your home, you just ignore them because everyone's going to have an opinion. I like to think that people want to keep you safe. But I literally, I love you, mom. If you're listening, but my mom said, "Well, don't you just want to, you know, maybe help people write resumes?" I'm like, "That's not what I do. <laughs> That's not what I do." But bless her heart, she was like wanting to keep me safe because she knows I used to run a successful PR. For it. but it takes when you make a change. It's going to take a long time for everyone around you to, to to fall in line and kind of keep up with what you're doing. There are going to be people that won't support you at all, and it's okay. You cannot lose sleep over it. You just have to lower your expectations and actually remove your expectations completely of everyone around you, especially the ones closest to you. Your, I'm sure you guys have experienced this. Best friends, closest people, do not listen to my podcast. I just had a friend unsubscribed from my newsletter. I'm like, you could have just like trashed it. I would have never known, but but that's the stuff happens. And I just talked to this women's business group, and it's it's true. Like this stuff happens, so you just have to kind of get out of it. And if you have maybe not a supportive spouse, you still need to have that conversation and say, this is what I'm doing. And then it's you know, I would then if you are in a little rockier situation that way, I would say keep whatever you're doing sort of nine to five. And then get something going on the side. But then really commit. you've got to really commit if you want that to be, especially if you want that to be a money maker, then you've got to really commit. You've got a nine to five and then you've got a five to 12 basically. And then if you have kids at home you you got to figure it out. But I know there's people writing books who get up at 4:30 in the morning to, to write like from 430 to 7 because that's their quiet time because of everything else going on. But the key point here is, if you want it bad enough, you're going to find the time to do it. You will make the time to do it. But um, you have to get buy-in from the the most important person, which if you have a partner or a spouse, that person needs to buy into the fact that you're doing it and you've got to set the boundaries and parameters. And a lot of women haven't done that. For the women who
1: don't have a spouse or don't have a supportive family mem- member who's like, you can do this, you can do this, and they're looking for support in the outside world. Do you have any suggestions or um, resources that they could look to that for women who are going to support them in their endeavors?
2: Yes. I am so glad you asked this question because even with supportive people in your home, They're not. They're just. They're in your home. They're not going to be the people that actually help propel you forward with your business. And who's going to help? It's going to be other women. You so you need to find the right communities based on what you're doing. So I'm in right now two mastermind groups. I've got a business coach. I'm in multiple networking groups. This that everyone's seeing right now wouldn't happen without all that support. So I cannot underscore that enough. And like I said before. Most people supporting you are not going to, it's not going to be your best friend from high school. It's not going to be the the woman you met in the mom's group. They might, you know, say, hey, great job and all of that, but you need to surround yourself with the people who are where you are doing what you want to be doing. So I've gotten many clients into networking groups. I love these networking groups. And then you naturally kind of find, even if you don't have a business fully baked, go. It doesn't matter. This is what I am doing because women are very generous. Women are very generous. You see somebody starting out, oh gosh, I th- you think you want to do this? I could connect you to have coffee with this person. But you won't, you've got to ask and you've got to join groups and you've got to put yourself out there. I mean, one mastermind group I'm in, I've had some of these, we've shared and been guests on each other's podcasts. We know what it takes to do these certain things to really show up for each other, but you're not going to meet those people unless you go out of your way to do it. And you can start small too. You can just find a couple women that you don't even know that well going, I see you doing this, I see you doing that. Do you guys want to form an accountability group? It could be that easy. You guys check in with each other every two weeks because that's a really big thing too. No matter what you want, accountability is key, but the community and finding women, To support you, especially if you're starting a business, you need to be surrounded with women who are doing the same thing or in the kind of that same building, growing environment and knows exactly what it takes. And I actually just spoke to this group the other day about exactly this and the power of this community, but we need to even do better. So when we're in these groups, I have to think, okay, what do Bridget and Colleen need? I have to go the next step. I can't come in here going it's enough to support because we're like rah rah. Hey, go girl! You you guys are doing great. What can I do? The next step is like who could I connect Bridget and Colleen to? Like who do I think would be a really good guest? And I know like after the hangup, I have three people that if you haven't already interviewed, like I want to send your way because I think they'd be great guests for your show. That's how it needs to work. So we need to be okay with asking for help and finding groups. And then I need to say, how can I help you? We need to have that be part of our normal sort of way of being. Like, How can I help you? And if Colleen, I need something, I know Colleen knows somebody, and I need the help right away because something urgent's crashing, Colleen, I know you know Sally, can you please introduce me? Okay, she introduces me. Colleen, now what can I do for you? So we can just be thinking and like how we can always be helping. Because sometimes it's not reciprocated. We've got to get into this reciprocal thing. So if I give something to you, you give something... So it's not like, oh, I'm stacking things up because all I, want, I just want something from Colleen. No, it just, it's how the world works. It's just it's really kind of just business 101. And guess what? It feels really good. It feels really good to help somebody and make a connection. But we just kind of need to be thinking about going above and beyond. So if you're in the group and you've got these communities, it's really awesome. But now... Okay, so you're in a networking group and you've got these 12 women. How can I go out of my way to help them? Making connections. I'm going to say 99.9% of people are happy to help. So ask. You see somebody doing what you want, hey, Barbara, how did you launch your Pilates business? I'm thinking about getting into the fitness industry. She's going to be happy to talk to you. Right. It's, It's
1: getting over the fear of asking for help or support. And asking the right
2: people Mm -hmm. that can definitely yeah, and if if people aren't and I always say too, you know, I've reached out and you you probably had this too. I've reached out to people for shows and and it's people I know and then they don't get back to you. I'm like, all right, I'm just moving on. Like, just don't give it, just don't give it too much mind. You're just like you know, like you're not going to be part of my network. Fine. But God bless, like, have fun. You got a successful business. It's like, whatever. I'm too busy to, like, think about why she didn't say yes. Who cares? No one has that kind of time. Um, But what I was going to say, too, is the old way of sort of how we were all kind of taught how to, like... Step over each other, and the you know the infighting, and you know I go on rants and tangents all the time. And I just spoke at an event, well, last week, and I was at a different event a couple of weeks ago. I get on my high horse about women supporting women because we have to we see what is happening in society today. I don't even have to go into it. We know what's happening and women are going to be the ones who are making the change. And most of the crap that's happening is targeted towards women. If you put positive energy out in the world and you go, I want all women to thrive. I get so happy when I see women out there Stepping up and stepping into their power. Somebody else I just saw, a friend of mine just started a photography business and I reached out, I said, I see you started that. She's like, you know, was listening to your show. And I'm like, you know, I'm not too old. She was but she was doubting herself at 52, starting a photography business. It's like you just gotta go and it made me so happy. It was like she was I couldn't have been more happy if she was like my child. Like, you're yay, good for you. Because we need to be doing that. We all need to have that same energy. Right. And somebody had said this on a podcast, but I, I but I loved it. It's like, you're not going to dim your own light. You know, your, your flame's not going to burn out by lighting somebody else's flame. And I really feel like that's what I meant to do in this world is lighting the flames of the midlife woman. Because if you think about it, especially in today's society, if we're all lit up, we have a freaking bonfire. Mm-hmm. Like we're going and we're flaming and. We're out there making the change because guess what? We have to band together. Like we can't not do anything anymore. If you've been sitting on the sidelines, like we got to show up. And it can right. be as simple as just showing up at your school to making change, a community meeting because something's going on, local government, whatever it is. I get really fired up about this because it's like fighting the infighting with each other. That's so 1982. Like we're done. We're done. Mm-hmm. We need each other. I've been at events where people do exactly the same thing. And I'm like, and this is so-and-so. This is what she does. This is what she does. If we could
0: do that and we can show not only younger women, younger men as well, yes. what we're doing, that, that's just going to show everything. Hopefully that will lessen this infight or not even infighting this imagined Distraction. It's a distraction.
2: It's a distraction that's out there. I'm in this to bring everybody up and bring everybody with me. And I'm always saying, if I can do it, you can do it. But just by staying true to yourself and just being a revolution in your own home, in your happy with your life. And this is the other thing. Actually, I talked to some younger women too, because women will say, well, I'm just this. I'm just that got to get rid of that. Yeah. Drop that just word.
1: You need to drop it.
2: I'm just a mom. Like, like that's easy. Right. (laughs) Or I'm just a, you know, fill in the blank. Uh Uh-uh. Yeah. We've got, I could, I could go on and on and on, Mm -hmm. but the key message is we're better, stronger together. And we go, we are going to go farther together. Like that is just a fact Now that we've got everyone excited about this and
1: people want to find out more about you, can you share where they can find the podcast, your website, all that fun stuff?
2: Yeah. So I'm Jen Marples pretty much everywhere. So my show is called The Jen Marples Show. So everywhere you listen to hot flashes and cool topics, you can find me too. Um, Jenmarples.com. And then I'm at JenMarples.com. On all social channels except for Twitter, it's at Jen-Marples, and I'm kind of on Twitter, but I'm on the TikTok too, Bridget, so we're going to have to like TikTok together. You guys need to duet a
1: little bit. You need to do some duets. We'll have all that in the show notes as well. So you guys can just check out our show notes on the website and be able to link right into Jen. So thank you so much for coming on the show and for everything that you're doing to support women. I just love talking to other women who are on the same wavelength as we are. And it's been a pleasure.
2: Absolutely. It's been a treat. It's been an absolute treat. So thank you so much. I really appreciate it.
0: Well thank you so much Jen for being on our show today. It it really was a great conversation. I think it's something I really needed to hear. And you know the part where she says you can't serve from overflow is so important. It's something I really need to remember when things get really hectic and you know just trying to manage things and like you say and we always say no is a complete sentence and you're not being selfish if you just take time for yourself. And you're really giving your best. You can't give your best if you're not taking care of yourself. And letting go of ego, I think, was important, too. She talks
1: a lot about just not caring about what other people think. It's such a privilege we earn in midlife, and a lot of women don't take advantage of that. You know what I mean? They're still concerned with what other people think about us when really it's none of our business. So Right. You right. can check you can check out Jen on her podcast as well, the Jen Marple Show. And we actually will be on there tomorrow. So awesome. if you guys want to check that out, we will be guests on the Jen Marple show tomorrow. That's Thursday. So check that out on any podcast platform. And make sure, have you subscribed to us yet? We'll wait. Yeah. Rate us, yeah, rate us while good. you're there. <laughs> While you're there, if you enjoyed this, make sure to give us a rating. We really appreciate it. And it makes all those algorithms happy. And then we get out to more midlife women, which is the goal here for midlife women to know they have a place where their voices are heard and they feel seen and heard. So have a great week, guys. We will talk to you next time. Bye.